0: Welcome to the Understanding Project Management Discussions Podcast. This is Dave Barrett. My guest today is Ian Adair. Ian is a program manager with experience in a variety of sectors, including education, healthcare, banking, and automation. I've known Ian for many years, and while he is accomplished in all areas of project management, a special area of interest he has is risk management. Our topic today is related to risk management that is, the handling of project issues and how this contributes to the success of projects. Please welcome Ian Adair. Hi, Ian. Uh, thanks for uh, coming on. Hey, good to see you, Dave. How are you doing? Oh, really good. Really good. So our our topic today is we're going to be talking about all things um, issues. Um, I think what everyone who has gotten involved in project management knows is that things don't go, it it often and all too many times doesn't go exactly to plan and things crop up, there's problems, uh, 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 issues, um, you know, things that don't work and so on. So it's an important topic. And so my first question is sort of general in terms of sort of overall, how do you approach issues? Like, do you document them somewhere? Do you keep a list? Do you record them? Like what's sort of your overall, overall go-to with regard to issues?
1: Yeah, great question. Um, and I, you know, like almost everything we talked about in project management, it's, it depends. Um, I, you know, when you first introduced the topic, Dave, like, you know, the first thing that sort of popped to my mind was, you know, if, if we didn't have issues, we wouldn't need project managers. Um, and everything would just be, you know, a bed of roses, so to speak. But anyway, uh, to your question about do you record, do you not record, uh, I think it really depends uh, on the, the situation and the type of project that you're involved with. Um, a lot of projects have issues that don't pop up all that frequently, and so you sort of have the issue uh, of the week that you're dealing with, and once it's resolved, you know, hopefully you get back on track and then you keep working until the next one. And that kind of a scenario, um, I may not record the issues sort of in a formal log, um, but rather they get captured in the transactions and, and communications of the, of the
0: project. Right. right. I, I like what you said about um, if we didn't have issues <laughs> We wouldn't need PM. So yeah, that's, <laughs> it's actually job security. <laughs> so they, projects need us, though. So, yeah. uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I agree. It 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 depends uh, on the size of the project, the frequency. You know, like you say, there can be sort of the big issue that is just there in front of you and needs to be solved and doesn't really need to be written down. And then there are the issues where. I know that I've been involved in 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 programs where there was so many issues they were coming in faster than than we could solve them and so it's kind of like you know you're you, if you were holding the issues you'd eventually run out of arms and you'd they'd start spilling spilling out yeah. so in that case I found it useful to okay let's just write them down over there so we don't forget about them so it's like you say it all depends.
1: Yeah absolutely Dave and um yeah, that, that's exactly the sort of scenario that I was thinking of. And and there's almost this continuum, right? So you can get to that point where it's like, oh, I've got too many that I can keep track of in my head. Uh, and so I need to start writing these down and keep a log of them. Um, and then you can get even further down that spectrum where they becoming, you know, so frequent that you actually need a ticketing system to keep track of them. Uh, and, you know, you start getting into the, sort of the idea of a support center and, right. and things like that. So, yeah.
0: Um, another thing with re- issues is it's almost or it is that it's, it's, it's sort of um, sister or brother concept are risks, you know, and so there's often these risk and issues. And, and I know you're, you, you know a lot about risk. You've taught uh, specific risk courses and are an expert in that. So how do you see, where, how do you differentiate risks and issues? You know, uh, what, what's the difference between the two and what's the, how do you think related?
1: Well, uh, my, so my academic answer to that question, Dave, would would simply be, you know, um, risks are things that haven't happened yet, and therefore you have uh, a multitude of options of how you deal with them. When when a risk occurs or you actually are dealing with an issue, you often have fewer options. Right, you have to deal with it in the in the current time. Um, that's kind of my academic answer. Um, on a more sort of um, practical response to that question, I find a lot of people and, and senior leaders in particular don't make a distinction between risks and issues. Mm-hmm. And so um, you, you sort of have to have that lens of, okay, is, does it really matter if it's a risk or an issue? Uh, you need to have some path to resolution. Uh, and so, lots of times the risk and issue logs get combined into the same thing, and, and they're handled in the same meetings. Um, and so there's kind of that practical aspect to it.
0: Right, I, I agree. The terminology does flip back and forth. Is that somebody can be saying we have an issue that this might occur in the future, <laughs> and then that is ah, but you're talking therefore it's a risk, you know. So there there is an academic like you know a, a definition. Is that you know a, a future issue is a risk, and a, a, a risk that happens uh, is an issue. So, so you you have that sort of distinction. But in real life, they flip back and forth, and it's just it's just important. What the important thing is 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 for the the, the PM and the practitioners to understand: is this occurring or is it future? Regardless, you know whatever we call it, it's it. There are different actions, like you say, and risks. There are you know, it's theoretical, it's, it's hypothetical. And so you're looking at a range of options. Well, if it happens this way, we'll do this. If it happens this way, we'll do that. And by the way, we can mitigate it by doing this. So that that's a risk management approach versus an issue management is, Hey, the milk has f- spilt on the floor. What are we going to do? <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah. Yeah. Do or have- I have an I have an angry customer. How are we going to deal with it? Right. Um, rather than, you know, this customer might get angry because of this situation. How can we mitigate that ahead of time and get ahead of their being, them being angry? Right. You know, that's, that's kind of a more sort of tangible example that I can think of.
0: Yeah. So while they are interlinked that way, they, they, they are different for sure. So Mm -hmm. back on issues. So the customer is angry. uh, The milk is spilled on the floor. The, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the, the part or the widget was manufactured incorrectly in your project. Um, do you have a Do you have any kind of problem solving process that you go through? Is there Is there a steps or a, a methodology that you do? Like, you know, how does that work? And and uh, you know, it's almost you, you might have the the you know for big problems and little problems or, or things like that. But what do you, what do you do on those sort of things?
1: That's a great question. Um... And I'm not sure I have sort of a pat answer for that one. Um, I, I think, you know, the way you kind of led the question there is there's big problems and little problems to us, to us, to a degree. Um, and I think you can also classify that as internal and external as well. So um, I think the first thing, though, you know, similar to risk is, you know, understanding what what is the impact? How how broad is this? How? How urgent is this? How, how, um, how critical is it? Um, and I'm, I'm sort of thinking in the context of customers at the moment. So, you know, if, is this a situation where the customer is so angry they're going to cancel their contract? Or is this just a minor nuisance? Um, like, you know, it took a little longer to solve their case uh, than it should have. And so understanding the degree of the issue uh, becomes the first step. And, and then you can figure out what the appropriate response is.
0: Right. I like that, that, you know, and it's, it's, it's um, you know, understanding that, that impact, uh, that this, the severity, and that's where it kind of shares methodology with, with risk management again, because that's one of the mm-hmm. things when, when you assess risks is you assess probability and impact. Uh, in this case, you have probability of one hundred percent. It's happening. You know exactly what it is, but you're still looking at the impact. That if it's with a customer, um, is it a, a minor annoyance? Is it a you know a small issue that that doesn't mean you necessarily ignore it, but it would re- be solved in a certain way? Or is it a severe issue? It may be something that they leave that they they do business elsewhere or something like that. Those would would then. Uh, uh, come up with it, or would necessitate different types of responses. So, so certainly that the other thing that you mentioned was the internal versus external, Hmm. Uh, you know, there, there are different considerations of there. internal, I I would, I would say from my experience that internal, there is more leeway for, you know, you're both on the same side, so to speak, you know, you're working in company, sometimes there can be okay, you know, it's not optimal, but Let's do this. There's something coming down the road. We'll fix that next quarter, or something like that. Versus customers, there's a sort of a different, can be a different urgency. It's a different right. dynamic. Um, so, yep. so certainly the division of internal external is 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 certainly important, and you know, in terms of your tolerance of, of less than say optimal solutions. Right.
1: Yeah, and I think. Um, Less, uh, there's another concept that I that I'll sort of throw out here, and it it maybe applies less to external, but um, it's a term that we use uh, sometimes called the blast radius, um, and we, we think of it more in terms of decision making, but it applies to issues, and that is, you know, you can have an issue that you know maybe is really critical and, and has a big impact but maybe only affects a small group of people. And so it has a small blast radius, if you will. Or it may be a, an issue that uh, actually has a lot of a ripples that affect sort of everybody in the organization. And in that type of scenario, that has a large blast radius and, and sort of how you deal with those may be different. So small blast radius, you just get the three or four people in a room and you solve it. Larger blast radius, you know, you need to think about Okay, here's how we solve it, but then we have to communicate across the entire organization about what you know what the issue is and how we fixed it.
0: Yeah, that, I, that's that's certainly a very graphic, you know, sort of metaphor or or image that that really gets you to, th- to think about the idea of that. But, yeah, I like that. Um, what do you, what do you think of, of when you're? How much of your time does this take? Like, I, and I know this is this is a mm. tough question, but. <laughs> You're, 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 you're a project manager, you've planned the project, done the best you can, you're in execution. Um, how much of your day would you say, do you spend on solving issues or, or assessing issues and so on versus the other stuff that you do? Like what's your, what's your best guess on that?
1: Oh boy. Um,
0: I know that's a tough one.
1: That's that a tough one. is a tough one. Um, Accounting for your time and, and how you classify, it's always tough. Um, you know, I, I, my gut reaction to your question was at least 50%. Um, I'd say that too. I agree. Yeah, and I, I kind of feel like that's just kind of the nature of projects. Um, even, you know, those well-planned projects that, again, coming back to the opening statement, you know, if we didn't have any issues to deal with, the project manager wouldn't really be needed. Um, so yeah, I'd I'd say at least sort of 50% of your time on average sort of goes in that direction.
0: Yeah, I I agree. Then that just shows, you know, how big it is. You know, I would have been surprised, you know, and and everyone's experience is different. So I would wouldn't be something I, I would argue with you about, but if you would have said, ah, eh, you know, it's 10% of my time or, you know, a small percentage, I would have said, wow, you're a really good planner. We're
1: <laughs> <Or,
0: laughs> yeah. in a very, you know, in a, in a relatively static industry, for example, there could mm-hmm. be some projects where, you know, it's pretty tried and true and so on. But if you're involved in. Literally most projects, if you're involved in software development, if you're involved in technology, even construction, uh, uh anything with customers, mm-hmm. you know, stakeholders, um, new things, which is almost most projects, there's going to be things that go wrong. And so I, I agree. I, I think I would spend and it, it's hard because, we, you know, what's when, when are we, you know, what, what's when, when we don't I don't account for my time down to the minute I used to. That's always the bane of project. People of trying to account Having if, if you have to track your time every, yeah, every yeah. project team member dislikes that. But even thinking about it, well, when are you solving an issue or working on an issue, and when are you improving a process? There's a fine line between mm. those two. But but I would I would think you know at least fifty percent. So it is something that's really important because as a project manager, you you um, you, you spend a lot of time on it. I I've often said to, to in my classes and students that you know project managers have at least two main things that they do and it's at least I, there's there's but part of you is very planful during the planning phase very 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 um you know uh, uh sort of methodical in terms of developing plans and structuring things so the planning part of you is very important but then when the project is executing you got to be a problem solver a communicate like a you, you need to be able to put out fires as as mm-hmm. well You know, the better you do in the planning and 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 preventative types of things, hopefully the less it's over there. But again, it's it's not. You can never get it to zero. So you got to have those two things. That's one of the things that I think makes uh, good project managers uh, both you know uh, rare and valuable. You know, which is which is good. If you're a good project manager, you're you're a sought after commodity in in organizations. So so. uh, But yeah, those 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 two sides are really important in your skill set.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, A couple of things that are going through my mind on that topic, Dave. And and one is um, the concept of an issue log. Um, It's it's something that I had sort of researched, uh, not research. That's the wrong word. Um, So when I first started introducing issue management into my classes, I thought, oh, you know, I should go and see what does the PMI say about issue logs and issue management. And, and I was really surprised that there's there's not a, a section in the PMBOK guide that talks about issue management. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you sort of dig into it, where it comes up actually is under stakeholder management. Mm-hmm. And so the the concept of issue management and stakeholder management are very, very integrated together. Um, and that kind of makes sense, right? Because it's it's an issue, it's like, oh, well, who do I need to involve to sort of help me solve this and who cares about it? Um, it there wouldn't be an issue if nobody cared. Right. right. Um, so I thought that was kind of an interesting um, revelation when I sort of start, started looking into issues and how to manage them and things like that.
0: I, I agree with you, though, in, in general, that I don't think issue management gets enough profile. Like, I, I wouldn't have known that offhand if you would have, giving me a quiz of, well, which is, <laughs> is it in? I want to okay, a risk? Maybe? <laughs> Integration, man. Uh, so I wouldn't have necessarily known offhand, but I think it deserves its own its own category because it, you know, wait a minute, it's 50%. And, you know, we could argue whether it's 40 or 60, but sure, say it's 50. It's 50% of what a project manager does during the longest- phase if we're in a waterfall project the longest phase of the project 50 percent of your time and we don't really give it that much so it's so it's a bit of a i I agree it's it's sort of like the an underrated uh discipline or 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 field field of study within project management so Mm -hmm. actually that's a good segue though into another question i had is is again tough question you know put you on the spot with a you know what do you think but what uh is what do you think the most common source of issues come from in your experience? Are they, and I've just listed at least four categories here, but there might be more, are they technology related, people related, communication, which is kind of people as well, scheduling, sort of, you know, sequencing issues or something else? Like where, where do you see most, the majority of of issues sourcing from?
1: That's an interesting question. Um, by and large uh, in the work that I do and have done, I would say they, they stem from technology. Mm. Um, so systems that just fundamentally don't support use cases or there's bugs, um, those types of things tend to be the most common issues, if you will, that I've run into now. Certainly, I've had you know people issues and stakeholder issues before, um, but yeah, I think if if I had to sort of pick one, I would I would head on technology. Now, I think certainly different people, different industries would have different uh, experience on that one.
0: Yeah, and and your background is primarily in technology, just from a yeah background issue you your background is is in recent experience has been more technology organizations and so on and that i mean that makes sense where where is there a lot of change um uncertainty uh etc cetera, etc cetera, is in is in systems and in technology you know like uh, i yeah. always say technology is great until it doesn't work and then, <laughs> <laughs> then it's not great anymore yeah <laughs> you know? We, this, this inner, this medium that we have right now, I'm not going to jinx it, but it could stop at any moment. And then (laughs) we both are So
1: (laughs) Well, and just to add to that point, Dave, I think um, it's always the interface between humans and technology where these issues emerge.
0: Right. Yeah. I agree. And that, that would be my second choice to that is I'd say the, and and you did mention it, that, you know, there's also people issues. And so I find that a, a great source of, 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 issues of, uh, misunderstanding, uh, miscommunications, which gets into the communication side, um, you know, expectations, not being met. your customer comes to you and say, well, I said to do this and you're doing that. And, and meanwhile, you can say, well, you know, I did document it here, you know, but, but it's still an issue. They're, they're, they're arguing it or, or discussing it and so on. But, but, uh, you know, the bottom line is, is I I think issues can come from all over the place. Like it's, it's kind Mm. of like you're, you know, you're, you're kind of a sitting duck in, in a project (laughs) can be, you know, it can come at you from, from all around you. And and that, that's the kind of thing where, um, being aware of that and, and being ready and having a, you know, having a process to say, okay, we're going to handle these. We, we have somewhere to write them down if we need to, we can solve them, you know, um, I find, and I think one of the reasons why you mentioned that issues, you know, mention of issue management in Pembok is under stakeholder is that, you know, certainly good stakeholder relations can help with issue resolution. Mm-hmm. I always find it's when you've got to deliver that bad news to your key customer or project sponsor, it's useful if you have a good relationship with them. As you right. tell them, their, their, their release date is going to be delayed because of an issue. That's <laughs> the better relationship you have with them, the better that conversation is going to go.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this may be a tangent where you don't want to go, so feel free to bring me back on track here, Dave, but um, I've been recently, I, the, um, so the seventh edition of the PMBOK Guide is coming out sometime this year, in theory. Um, and it takes a dramatic turn in how it presents the, the uh, topics of project management. Um, and from I haven't actually seen a copy of it yet, but from what I understand, its its focus has shifted to really towards value delivery, uh, and so the project manager becomes the how do you deliver value to the organization, mm-hmm. and I think issue management has a good tie in there as well, because um, you're you're trying to solve you have a project you're, where you're trying to deliver something that provides value to the organization. And as you're going through that process, you run into problems and issues and the resolution to those issues needs to align with what the value is that you're bringing. Um, and so sometimes you may make a different choice with that sort of lens in mind.
0: Right, yes, I, I agree. I, I've, I've also, I'm in a similar uh, similar place that I've you know um, heard, of the new Pemba coming, read about it, but not seen it. And, and it is a dramatic turn. Um, and, and yeah, that, that may be a really good thing in terms of, you know, focusing on value as opposed to, and, and I think many project managers did already. So it's, it's more catching up I think, or, or documenting where many project managers were already, but um, you know, the focus on issue resolution should not necessarily just be, okay, you know, we got back on our original due date or our original. This is what we documented exactly in the scope statement, so we've got that back on track. It's it's are we continuing to? The focus is more on are we continuing to deliver value to the customer? I mean, and ultimately, the satisfied customer is the is the right. goal. You know, it's not. You know, if we. You know, early project management was more. You know, success was is if you, you know, met your original, uh, you know, uh, scope, time, and cost goals. If I met right. those, we're good. And meanwhile, you could have a customer that says, "But I'm not happy with that anymore." <laughs> exactly. That's okay. That doesn't matter. We met <laughs> our three goals. So too bad for you. That was that was a miss. Like in my mind, that was sort of a misguided interpretation is that right. it's not about the customer and so on. So it sounds like Pembok is, and, and it'll all be interesting for us to see the new Pembok when it comes out, we'll be like, you know, opening it up with anticipation. Well, maybe not that much, but <laughs> 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 okay. I over, I oversold that one a little bit, but, <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll be interested to see what it is in terms of, of how, you know, things are being, being reinterpreted because it is being, Advertised as a pretty dramatic term.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My my sort of last thing I wanted to talk to you about was um, there's also sometimes um, confusion a little bit. Like we talked about risk versus issues, but then there's also issues and then changes like change request, change management, and they're also can be kind of related. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, in my in my text i put those into the same chapter like i i yeah combine those together and so i've just wanted to just what's your take on what when, when is an issue an issue and when is it when does it become a change request or or, or so on Maybe, you know and, and what's the relationship there from your perspective
1: yeah that's a good uh that's a good connection i think to make dave um you know and I'm gonna speak a little bit sort of academically for a second and that just to sort my own thoughts out here, but um, you know, we talked about the connection between issues and um, stakeholders. And so if we have a plan, we're not going to plan, something's wrong, let's say the technology doesn't work, um, there are stakeholders who care, Those, that's why it's an issue. Um, the resolution to the issue will likely lead to a change. And I think typically that's where the connection comes. So they're not necessarily distinct things, but one one ends up being the resolution to the other uh, in that case. Um, People introduce change sometimes without sort of communicating them. Um, And maybe it's the right thing to do. It was the right change uh, to our plan, but it's only an issue because it wasn't communicated well.
0: Right, Right. yeah. And I agree with that, you know, that zero issues can transition into becoming change requests that they, you know, they, they start off as an issue. We, we look at it and say, okay, well, that will be a change. Now let's put it through our change management, our change request system. Um, you know, so, so there's often that transition. And again, it's another one of those things that during projects, you know, issues and change can be, can be interchanged in people's vocabulary. They say, you know, uh, um, an issue that we need to change to the system and you go what what you know so (laughs) they are they are interrelated for sure um there are some issues that just need to be to be fixed you know immediately if you have a you know if you have a system that's down you know and and nothing's running it needs to be fixed immediately the 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 change request is Okay, we got to do this. You know, it's it's a it's immediate resolution. But many, many issues don't don't fall into that category. They they are something that we may do, and that we need to then then take it through a process of okay, we could do this. Do we want to do this? Do we approve right. this change to our to our project plans and, and output and so on? So that the two are the two are linked for sure. So um,
1: yeah, and, and to maybe try and give a bit of an example there, I think, um, you know, I think I've been in situations where we had a customer and we sold them something, um, and suddenly they sort of discovers like, oh my gosh, we sold this to the customer and we actually can't support that, you know, systematically. Um, and so it's going to be you know, a lot of extra work and sort of special use cases for this customer. Um, and so it's a big issue at that moment. It gets discovered that, hey, we can't, we can't support this. Um, and then as you say, so there's alternatives. We can, oh, well, let's rework our systems or build our product differently so that it does support it. Or we can say, you know what? It's only one customer. We'll manage it as a one-off mm-hmm. and that's it. Right. Uh, no change required. Right. So.
0: Right. Yeah. And that's where the two sort of intersect in terms of the resolution of the issue becomes a, a change. So that's that's good. So anyways, Ian, this has been a great conversation. Uh, your, your observations and, and, and thoughts around issues are, are really thought provoking. You know, again, I go back to love the job security. so <laughs> for any project <laughs> managers, uh, pay attention to issue management that's part of your part of the value. So anyways, thanks very much for your time and uh, we'll talk My to- pleasure.